Welcome to Wrestling With The Truth, the podcast for every pro wrestling fan. We've got heated debate, great guests, top 10 lists, reviews, previews, and so much more. And now here are your hosts, BC Hunter and the Nightmare, Jay Myers. All right, this is BC Hunter along with the Nightmare, Jay Myers. And as you can tell, it's a nice Saturday morning because we have (laughs) our sexy radio voices on because we are tired and sleepy. But uh, this is our commitment to the uh, listening audience that we will get up and do these podcasts for you. Jay, how are you doing? Give us a sample Uh, of that uh, sultry voice. I am doing okay, a-okay. But uh, (laughs) I was trying to think of any like singer with the voice but i nothing's coming to my mind now because i stay in my lane with that stuff so. but yes it's it's a nice saturday sunny morning so we're uh we're chipper and ready to go yeah and we're not even hung over or anything like no. that we're just we're just we're parents <laughs> just run of the mill tired all the time oh yeah i know <laughs> So this episode's on the fly. I know. Uh, I know you got. You're going to be tied up the rest of the week with uh, with your your shoot job and stuff I like that. I have a shoot shoot travel to do mm-hmm. to this week. Yeah, but uh, we so we decided we were chatting about uh, our last episode where uh, we had Bama Dave on, and once again, I'd love to thank Bama yeah, uh, for a fantastic episode. Very passionate guy about wrestling, but in a fun way, definitely. Yeah. I didn't think anybody could be more passionate than me when he when he speaks, but I think he's topped me on that one. So, oh, it was it was a great exchange. <laughs> it was awesome, great exchange. Yeah. And what I loved about the fact is like that Bamo uh, watches wrestling with an open mind. <clears throat> excuse me, and um, and he's not watching it to 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 pick away and critique and and just uh, crap on everything that's going on, which kind of led us into the topic that we wanted to talk about today is stop hate watching wrestling because <laughs> yeah. it's becoming uh insidious as far as in the uh, wrestling Ooh, community the right. iwc uh if you go on social media it just seems like people are watching wrestling to to just hate on it and and a lot of it's coming from this whole divide between aew yeah. and wwe and it seems like which is silly pick. to begin with but i know i but. know it's it's like that you don't have to choose sides you can just you can watch both <laughs> what was that movie not the 1950s like in uh, brooklyn or whatever that movie was what was that uh the, the two gangs or whatever i can't man i'm like my brain's not working this morning but there was that <laughs> west, side, west side story west side story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, but not like with their like little <laughs> switchblade combs like uh on two sides like what like what is that st- all about? I still can't believe WWE did that for a Royal Rumble. The fact, that we, <laughs> yeah. the fact we had Chris Benoit doing West Side Story, just that might have led to everything that went down the road. <laughs> That's a fair point. They should really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, they should. But it's just so silly. It's like, why do you feel you need to take sides? Anyway, we can mm. get into that. But It's it's going to be an interesting topic, and we're, we're going to tell you where we're coming from on that. But before we do, I just wanted to... Mm, Talk about, uh, and I do apologize, a little gravelly this morning, so if I clear my throat a couple of times. <laughs> Let <laughs> but, me clear uh, my throat. <laughs> we've got, uh, you know, we, we did something last year that uh, we were pretty proud of and we had a lot of fun with, and it was really our first foray into having guests on the show, and we called it November to Remember. And it was uh, it was the, I think we called it the uh, 
the collision of the megapods or something like that but it was uh just stealing all the catchphrases something like that i can't yeah. remember <laughs> or maybe the megapods explode <laughs> <laughs> that's better but um we had a lot of fun we had some of our uh, podcasting friends that we had made early on i mean this is early into our foray yeah. into, into this uh podcasting world and we had guys like the the guys from uh, just another effing podcast on we had um aaron from wrestling by woldridge uh we had andy the tax man from uh yeah. from grappling with canada and uh, and well, we had big mike from uh from barry big the mike. gimmick so uh so we thought why don't we make this a tradition why don't we make november to remember to be our chance to really get um all these fantastic podcasts on that we really enjoy listening to and really enjoy it's like we've become friends with them because yeah. uh, they've had us on their show and they've been supportive to us. And so we'd like to return the favor. So we decided that that's what we're going to do. So we're going to have November to remember 2022, the uh, collision of the megapods will happen again. <laughs> I'll, I'll do up another post. I think the only reason I want to do it is so I can do the poster. You just love again. that poster. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to do that poster. We'll start getting t-shirts like KO at the KO manias. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll do that, but um, we we've got a few guests lined up. We're just finishing up uh, the schedule, but so far it looks like we're going to have uh, the guys from Smack Draw podcast, uh, Kyle and RN, who just had us on recently, and that was a really fun episode yeah, to do. We were we were over on their uh, Twitch channel uh, doing their rewind show. So if you want, you can check that out either on the replay on Twitch or they have a YouTube channel as well that you can go over and check it out on and support those guys because they are they are fantastic. So we're excited to have them on. We're also going to have a super friend show, uh, Ted the Heel, Billy Heel, on, along with uh, Will Gray from Botch Spots and Chair Shots. Uh, so that should be a great episode. We're going to talk about um, territories uh, because, you know, Tales from the Territories is a hot thing right now. And those guys are both um, really big on the on the old school, the history, uh, the territory system. And I think you'll have a lot of fun with that episode, Jay, because yeah. uh, I'm sure you're probably checking out the Tales from the Territories right now. Yeah definitely into that yeah and then um we've got uh we, we're actually branching out a little bit we've got a gentleman that's coming from a, a podcast called hooked on movies and uh he's not their podcast isn't about wrestling but he is a massive wrestling fan so he was pretty excited about uh joining us and we're going to talk about um wrestling and, and his love of it and plus we're going to talk about some of our favorite wrestling movies which should be pretty fun and we might even be able to slip a little bit of the horror genre we'll in there. Dip, we'll probably dip our toes in a bunch of different stuff. <laughs> and uh, we're still working. We're still trying to put the ink on the contract on our final two still episodes. negotiations. But we're pretty excited about who we might be getting on. Um, one that I think that you're going to have a blast with because there might also be that uh, movie horror genre uh side of it too so we won't we won't reveal because we don't want to disappoint in case things fall through right we don't want to we don't want to under deliver we want to over deliver we're working with our booking agent uh, currently so yes yes and and uh the other one is, i think i'm gonna have a lot of fun with because it's a couple of guys who love old school wrestling <laughs> so it should be good too so but yeah it's uh it's gonna be november to remember we'll keep an eye on our social media because we will advertise it heavily and uh we're excited to once again uh, you know, bring on some of our friends and and promote some other podcasts because we listen to some fantastic podcasters. Yeah, it's gonna be a good good month for sure, for sure. Okay, so let's get into this. So as you said, uh, the topic being stop hate watching wrestling. And when we 
when we talk about hate watch and you know what does that mean so in your in your opinion jay what would you classify as hate watching wrestling well i think it it, it exemplifies sort of 2022 where we're at as a society too i mean to me it's you're purposefully and willfully and intentfully watching something that you either don't enjoy um just want to criticize um have nothing good to say about or all three of those things and and just so that you can post about it right or talk about it or whatever tweet about it or whatever whatever you do so i mean i think it's just it's like anything in society it's like if you don't want to see something or hear something or hear about something or just don't listen watch and or click right i mean it's not that Mm -hmm. hard you just don't need to uh expose yourself to it yeah so if you're doing it on purpose then that's probably hate watching or hate listening or hate whatever because you just you 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 know you're going to be angry when you get out of there and you just want to post about your anger or talk about your anger or whatever yeah yeah for sure That's, that's sort of how i see it yeah, yeah, I compare it to, and we are certainly not a political podcast here or anything like that, and we won't get into that kind of stuff, but um, what I compare it to is, like, the fact, like, I still, to this day, uh, two years after he's gone, still hear people going on about Trump, right? Oh, yeah. And whatever your opinion of is, uh, is of him, whatever, but it's like, it's yeah, it's exactly, like, it's now been two years, like, like I don't want to hear his name anymore, but you see people every day still bringing that up, and, and yeah. it's like, just just get off of that, right? It's, or just stop, like, just stop getting, in, you know, watching TV or, or the news yeah. or stuff like that, right? And that's kind of where we got at, like, we're talking about, um, you know, it, it seems like people, like, just, it's almost like they enjoy wallowing in, in this, uh, yeah in this mire of just despair of, of, of wrestling. And like, and I, it really just, uh, I was listening to some different things, uh, some different podcasts and stuff like that. And I just heard people just like it, it, you, they almost sound like they wanted to slit their wrists while they're watching the product or they're just complaining about the smallest things. And, and, and it just, it struck me. It's like, I just wanted to reach out and number one, I would say, do you need a hug? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of thing. But I also just wanted to say, Hey, it's okay to turn it off. Like, yeah. We'll, Why are you watching it? Then? Yeah. yeah. Or, or if you particularly love AEW over WWE or you love WWE over AEW, focus on the one that you love and talk about that because people are going to definitely, they're going to gravitate more to a show. That's, that's uh, giving them a good feeling about wrestling and that. And I mean, we get it. Like there's, there's been some bad booking and stuff like that. There's been some bad usage of people. I I know uh, people probably come back at me and say, well, listen, BC, you always complain about AEW. And uh, that's something that we wanted to mention too. It's like, there's a difference between critiquing a product and just absolutely hating it. Like I, yeah. I the, the perfect example for me is with AEW. Yeah, there's lots on there that I don't enjoy, but there are things that I do enjoy. In particular, MJF is one, and we'll get into that yeah. in a little bit here. But you know, like when I watch the show, when I turn it on, I'm turning it on not because I'm looking forward to seeing the botches or looking forward to seeing somebody screw up a promo or, or hoping that this is going to be the time that they go off the air. I'm turning it on because I'm hoping actually that things turn around and turns into a product that I'm really going to enjoy. 
I got to a point where I had to stop watching it because I just was getting frustrated with what I was watching yeah. and it wasn't enjoyable. Now we were watching it because of we're doing a podcast about wrestling. But at one point I just said to you, Jay, you may have to be the AEW guy because I just yeah. can't take it anymore. But I'm back on it now, giving it another shot. And there, there, you know, I'd say right now with the show, I might be close to 50-50 with it or, yeah. you know, 60-40 or something. And that's fine, you know, and I see some glimmers of hope with things. And it's ironic that we're seeing, I feel like the product's been better ever since this whole punk thing happened where, where it's been certain people removed. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a focus yeah. on certain other people. Yeah. And so I think that's made it a little bit more enjoyable too. So as I say, it's not a matter, you are allowed to critique a product, but it's when, when you get into a, just absolutely just railing against something over and over again, especially on social media. I know that's the cool thing to do and yeah. get you clicks and stuff like that. But after a while, it gets tiresome. It does. And like I was going to uh, going to say, like when you we were talking about the just don't watch a bit, like even if you do content that you need to sort of quote unquote be in the know, it's not like there's no shortage of dirt sheets that you can just get yeah. anything you need. You don't have to watch it. You can just see what happened, read read the update or read whatever show, and then you can be like, oh, okay, I read this. I wonder if that was any good. And then mm -hmm. you can, you know what I mean? You don't even need to watch these things now to know what happened. You can just read the reviews or the dirt sheets or whatever, and you can get a sense of the show. So if you really don't like something, just get a synopsis and move on, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's... To me, that's the difference. Like it's it's ridiculous to think you have to sit there and watch it if you don't like it. And for your your perspective, you're you're genuinely tuning in to try to like it. Yeah. That's the opposite, right? I mean, you're 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 you were staying away, but you were when you would tune in, you're trying to enjoy it if you can, but they just weren't doing a good job in doing that for you. Yeah. I mean, there's people on that roster that yeah. I really like and I want to see succeed and, 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 uh, and I want to see them on my TV screen. I was disappointed when they weren't with WWE anymore. So yeah, yeah I definitely, and to me, we've always talked about, we don't want to see any company go under cause we want yeah. to see jobs available for everybody in the business. We want to see, uh, the great Monday night war happen again or whatever, you know, um, as we learn, nobody's going to go at a business from a, a boom in wrestling. Uh, I, I want to see impact become a major player. I want to see NWA become a major player. I want to see all those things. Right. Um, it's a, it's all good for the business. It's all good for the people that wow. are doing it. And yeah, it's best. It's what's best for business really. Like that is yeah, what's best yeah. for businesses when there's options and different flavors of ice cream, if you will. It's funny that you brought up the dirt sheets too, because um, obviously they play a factor in it because of the the spoiling, yeah. uh, the ratings, the the. It seems like there's a lot of uh, like people going at it over somebody's opinion, but I, I I was listening to I don't know if you listened to Conan's show, keeping it one hundred. I just catch the clips on YouTube, yeah, usually, yeah. which are usually pretty good uh, yeah. for that, but. Um, it's one of my must listen to shows that, that I do listen to. And um, I know a lot of people don't like him. Disco Inferno. They, they, they can't stand him, And they're like, they think of him as, Oh, just the ultimate jobber. It's like, come on. Like the guy was on WCW in the yeah. attitude era. He did pretty good for himself, but he had brought up a great point about the dirt sheets and I'm going to mess it up. So don't, don't quote me word for word, but what he was talking about um, some of the issues where, because they were talking about Conan and Disco were talking about uh, one of the reviews. I think it might have been Meltzer. I don't know. It might have been somebody else for all I know. But um, 
they're very critical of the product. They they will say like if something sucks, they're definitely going to say it sucks. But they also praise things that are good, and uh, we don't see that too often with a lot no. of shows. But what Disco brought up because Conum said the same thing. Like he's usually more supportive of of uh, the dirt sheets, I guess. Uh, in in that he won't uh, he understands where they're coming from, I guess. But uh, even Conum is like I don't understand how Melter can say that this product is not good right now or whatever whoever it was right yeah and disco brought up the the um the premise of perhaps the problem with that is that these dirt sheets or or even some like the podcasts or anybody who's doing content really they're so focused on watching the matches themselves because they want to get the rating in for the yeah. match or they want to point out like the 14 different amazing moves that they did or compare it to okada versus omega or compared to this or that that they they're they're kind of skimming through everything else that's on the periphery so they're not watching the um the actual backstage stuff they're not watching the storylines unfold the in-ring promos because they might even be fast forwarding through the in-ring promos to get to the match so they can rate the match right um so they're missing out like they're complaining that well there's random match one or random match two is being thrown together, but they're missing that whole um, explanation through the backstage stuff or through the in-ring stuff, or they're, they're missing out on some key performances by people. Uh, you know, say like a Sami Zayn, if you were, were only watching Sami Zayn's matches instead of actually watching all the stuff he's doing on the, on the, um, right. on the mic, you'd be like, well, yeah, whatever. I don't or get backstage, it. like all those little, like uh, skits or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Exactly. Great. But it, it's it's almost like they're so focused on the rating side of things or they want to watch only the, the premium live event or the pay-per-view to, to rate things and compare it to something that they rated in the past that they're forgetting about that other stuff, which is that's where you kind of get lost in the, in the storylines and lost in the wrestling. And, and that's where you, you can really enjoy the product. So yeah. it was an interesting point. It, it's, yeah it's possible that that could be, I mean, I, I don't even know how some of these people do it. I don't know how they keep track of the amount of wrestling that's on nowadays where they're, they're like, I'm barely able to keep up with, with four products like AEW, WWE, TNA or, or, or impact and, um, and NWA. NWA. Yeah. And, and I'm missing NWA a lot of times impact. Uh, I have to quickly skim through in order to watch WWE yeah. and AEW. And I'm not watching dark. And I'm not watching, you know, any of WWE's main event or any of that stuff. I'm only watching the main shows. Yeah. So I, don't, no. I don't know how these people are doing. Well, and the other question is, too, it's it's interesting take. I mean, I would hope they're not fast-forwarding stuff if that's your job is to be, you know what I mean, is to be an expert, quote-unquote, on uh, on the product. But, like, are isn't a lot of time they're in the arena, too? Like, so are they even... Yeah. Are they mm-hmm. even catching all that other stuff, right? Right. Because mm-hmm. they're too busy trying to dig for stories or whatever, too, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, it definitely interesting take. I mean, who knows? I'm sure, to me, it's a narrative play for the most part. Like, a it lot is, of these yeah. a lot of these guys are just going with narrative and they want to keep pushing it. So, I mean, that's not in a conspiracy theory where it's just like they have their... Uh, just like any publication, they have their spin they want to put on something, and that's where they're going with it. And uh, and that's usually we see the result of that. So to me, it's less around I, maybe they care, maybe they don't care. But to me, it's like they just got to get out what they need to get out because of what, you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. 
the spin they're putting on it. So anyway, we will. I don't pay too much attention to that. I really, I love Pam and Dave's approach because like, that's, that's yeah. cool. But there is some stuff that you like to kind of hear like around injuries or like mm-hmm. things like that. So I do like to dabble in sort of that stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't do it just to, to then go back and watch it in, in with vitriol. You know what I mean? Just cause I right. know now, right. That's the difference. I, I do think there's a value in the, quote-unquote wrestling news because i don't know if it's really news or not but those types of sites i mean most of us just get it through aggregators anyway so they're not even getting the full picture they're just getting whatever uncle dave is reporting or whoever right because there's really only like the three wrestling guys isn't there there's Meltzer, sap john ross but then there's there's one more guy isn't there um who i remember recently bischoff who does not like Meltzer. (laughs) um said that he actually likes this i forget he's another older guy anyway it doesn't matter but uh, john pollock no no it was like a pretty popular name i can't remember but anyway he's still doing it too i think because he and and ariel hawani's now jumped up to the yeah (laughs) he's he's probably one of them and bischoff's only comment i only bring up bischoff's because and i i know bischoff likes likes to work a lot and he's yeah. probably playing us with a lot of his comments but i also yeah. think he's got good comments and i think he also has good takes so he's uh, interesting for me to watch because the guy did run a very successful company so he's the only guy to beat vince, McMahon, only right? guy to beat vince yeah. but he mentioned something about um the scrum it was, they were talking about the scrums and how ridiculous they are right they the are yeah. those scrums mm-hmm. and it's Mm-hmm. It was a really interesting take, and I know we're we're deviating a bit, but this is back to the um, the dirt sheets kind of stuff. So I think uh, I forget his host's name. I, I really can't. Remember. I, it, well, I think what's his name is on there with him sometimes, but it's not. It wasn't him. It's a uh, it's a Conrad show, but he's got yeah, other hosts doing yeah, it now. It yeah. wasn't Conrad that asked this question. Mm-hmm. I guess is where yeah. I was going with that. But he said, like, what do you think of the scrums and like, do they add anything to the product? Blah, 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 blah. And Bischoff's uh, had so many really good points and you may not agree with them. You may agree, but I thought they were valid either way. He says, imagine if a Hollywood show or a Hollywood movie after every episode of this show, each week they went out and they took the cast out and they, they got them to talk uh, in a scrum like that. He said, what are they going to tell you? They can't tell you anything about like the backstage writing or the inner work is not it's not a sports event it's not they can't tell you well on this play i was thinking this because it's not that's it's a scripted show so like what are they he said it's ridiculous it'd be like bringing and i'm sure people would argue well at like premieres they bring people out on panels and stuff yeah but you don't get anything out of that like there's no there is no value in those things it's it's canned Mm -hmm. responses it's all kinds of like garbage right so yeah, it was just a really interesting take. Tony really wants to be this like bigger than life NFL style thing, but he's working with, with the parameters of pro wrestling. You can't. What, what do you expect? And then that's what you get. You get a guy going off the off the off the deep end like Punk because he's unscripted and not filtered, yeah. and he just he ruins everything. Right? They're just they're useless. They're pointless. And the only thing you're gonna get out of it, I think, is the, is the CM Punk stuff because otherwise it's just. Are you in character? Are you not in character? Are you trying to play up storylines? Are you not trying to play up story? Like, anyway, and I think he, Tony Khan even mentioned it on Hawani because I think Hawani brought it up about scrums and yeah. he was saying, oh, well, one of our biggest 
angles was Swerve and Keith Lee, and that came from the scrum. But it's like you can't do that in any other way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Anyway, that's yeah. a, a long ramble about the scrum. But um, no, I agree. And, like I, I, I think one of the most telling. One of the it's most scripted things. TV. You don't need these news people there asking fake ass questions that you're not going to answer anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. One of the most telling things in that scrum was when the guy got up and and during that punk one, and he said, "I've never been so nervous in my life to ask somebody a question." It's like yeah. you're supposed to be a you're reporter. A journalist. You're supposed to be a reporter. You're supposed to be holding yeah. his feet to the fire about different things, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, and so the, anyway, it was just all that to say it's it, they're they're silly, and I agree. I just don't think there's any value in them. Um, and people often be, I think, in Tony's defense, people will say because the argument will be, well, why are you doing that? Like that's not Vince would have never done that, and all stuff. And then mm-hmm. people's counter to that is like, well, you gotta, you, what does that mean? You gotta break the mold sometimes. You gotta do different things and look at all the changes in sports and this and that. And it's like, well, yeah, but there's also the case of maybe he didn't do it because he realized that's not a good idea to do it. Like, yeah, you can't just do something to be different and then it sucks. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, like it's gotta have anyway. People probably like the scrums. I'm not a big fan because I think there's there's no value in them. Well, and the uh, you notice what Vince always did traditionally was the promotion like the promotional press conferences where they'd have the podium and before oh, that's the totally event, different you know? though that's before yeah. that's promoting that's marketing right. that's all that's of wrestling that. 100 <laughs> that is yeah. wrestling which yeah. is why mma ufc stole does it, it. yeah I was exactly. just gonna tell you, yeah. mma stole yeah. that from them right i mean mm-hmm. that was their their and you can't tell me that the mma the ufc stuff is not scripted it totally is it's like they, they mm-hmm. they're selling a fight so yes. yeah 100 pre-show you're totally should be doing that stuff post it, it doesn't make much sense if you're getting people to ask questions. If you just went out there and there was a podium again and you did a speech and all that stuff, okay, fine. But they're literally getting questions from the uh, the quote-unquote journalists, right? So it's like, yeah. well, you're not going to give them your storylines for the next three months. So what are, you, <laughs> what are you supposed to answer, right? I mean, it's just dumb. It's just yeah. dumb. Oh, I, I agree. I totally agree with you on that. You're spot on. Um, speaking of hate watching or critiquing and stuff like that, something that we wanted to touch on and especially yourself, uh, is, is basically the MJF situation right now and how it's being handled. Uh, first off, we would, I think we're both in agreement that those were some fantastic promos on Wednesday night between, uh, MJF and Regal. I mean, they, they obviously they're head and shoulders above the rest of the roster as far as their ability on the, on the mic. And Regal, I mean, he, I know he even admitted at one point that when he first got over to AEW, it'd been a while since he'd been doing a regular promo. Right. He was a little bit rusty. He even critiqued himself for, for not exactly being the, the William Regal of old on the, on the mic. But man, he definitely was uh, on Wednesday night. I was, I thought he actually blew MJF out of the water with his promo. And that's saying a lot because MJF did one yeah. job too. Uh, so yeah, what's your thoughts on the whole MGF situation? Cause you've got a, a unique take on this. Yeah. So first off, I think if, if anybody listened out there and I know there's zero people who wouldn't have seen it already, but go check it out. Cause I mean, regardless of the character work or whatever from MJF, like the, the passion just oozes out of that man. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. can just like, it doesn't matter what he's saying or who he's saying it to. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just so good to watch. And like, now, like, I don't know about you, but I think he's, like, absolutely 
jacked and ripped now. And it actually like now oh my he's God, it's now, crazy. Yeah. And now when he's doing it, you can just like see him flexing and stuff. He's just like, oh shit, this guy's this guy is on his game. Anyway. He looks like a superstar. You know oh, what he looks like? He looks like somebody that should be in the WWE. I and was that, just gonna say it was know, almost like he was yeah. prepping for yeah. for uh the what is it the bidding war of 2024 yeah yeah, exactly no but i it's so here's my thoughts so we've got what three years i guess let's just call it three years of building mjf the character as greasy heel guy totally just slimy does whatever he wants to win the dynamite ring to people's faces uh, whatever insert total children the finger like insert whatever heel tactic here because that's what he's done for three years essentially Mm -hmm. and in that time it's not like he hasn't had the the hand in the the crowd in his hand when he's when he's doing his promos he has but he still remains and we just we talked about this i think last show is like you get a fine line of being able to be a heel and get your your shit in get your sort of catchphrases in but also still be a heel and i think that's he was doing it but now, and you could see it building. I mean, maybe after the punk stuff and he was back on TV or whatever, but you could, and well, really even right away, I think his first promo back, he kind of inklings of like, what are they doing here? Well, yeah. what's going on here? But yeah. there's this clear intention for them to slowly start to get him to turn to a baby face and like get, get sympathy for him and sort of like, I don't know if, if it was said on TV or on air, maybe I'm dreaming this, but like this week, especially when he, when he did the whole and the promo, I don't even have to touch on. It was just fantastic. But like yeah. in that promo, he, he heel ish, but I don't think you can ever call somebody a heel. Who's talking passionately about how they were like held down and like the, you know what I mean? He was telling his story and how he was caught and didn't make it. And you know what I mean? Like, how are you ever going to feel angry at that person who's telling that story? That's a complete babyface story from from the get go, don't you think? Like, yeah, there, there's no <laughs> way you can feel hate towards that guy telling that story because that's a that's a sympathetic story. And then even so much so that they were booing Regal before he started to talk, and then Regal's yeah. just so good he was able to turn them around and get it. And Regal kept that element of heelish too, and mm-hmm. like. Regal actually did the, in my opinion, the good job of keeping MJF looking like a heel in some of the comments he made. Yes, he did. But yeah. MJF didn't have anything in his promo that was heelish. And and anyway, so then you go on through the night. He then comes out and and basically does a John Cena and says, "I'm going to do my cash in at this time, and it's going to be this. And for the first time in my life, I'm not going to, I'm not going to whatever shortcuts or whatever he said." I'm gonna earn it. I'm gonna earn it. That's what But I'm like, what is going on? Because this (laughs) is your character. Like this, like so meanwhile, we got Liv Morgan cashed in on an injured uh, Ronda Rousey. We've got all these other like baby faces, quote unquote, doing like but it's like and I think even I don't know if it was on air, but I right away afterwards it's like that was so out of character. I heard somebody say that. It's like, but because it was out of character, like that's Mm -hmm. you I don't know. Maybe there's going to be a slow build here or whatever, but I think full gear is only less than a month away, whatever it is. So yeah. now I'm supposed to, am I supposed to hate Mox? Am I supposed to hate you, MJ? Like I, I, this is going to be confusing going into this match because 
is he just going to try and they're going to try and play him down the middle? I don't know. I don't like where they're going with it is what is, I guess the long way of me saying I am worried and very much concerned about the booking going forward on MJF, because if you go down this road, you cannot get him back in most cases because you can't, I don't know. I guess you can always get a guy back to, to being a hated heel, but I just, I'm just worried. I don't even really know where my thought is on it because I'm just concerned about the direction of MJF right now. Mm -hmm. And I, that that's, that's really my only take in that I, with given recent booking and recent sort of, uh, I don't know what the word I'm I'm looking for. Like what we've seen lately in the last year or so on TV, I don't have the confidence that they're not going to screw this up, I guess is where I'm going with this with MJF. So I don't know if, if I'm totally off base or not, but it just, it's very alarming to me where they're going. They're going to take their biggest heel, their biggest draw as the biggest bad guy in their company. And they're going to turn him face. Right. Why? It doesn't just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I agree. I I agree with everything you're saying. It it didn't make sense to me that, that there was nothing heelish about what he is doing. It, it's felt like I felt for the since he returned that he's been moving yeah. towards a babyface turn. Like even the week prior, or I don't know if it's week prior, a couple of weeks prior, when at the end of the uh, match with uh, Wheeler Yudo, where he was uh, looking like he was going to shake hands with them. Yeah, I at know. the end of that, and then somebody interrupted them. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's totally out of character for yeah. MJF to do that. Um, it, it just you're right like the even his reasons for why he was so upset he was justified in that and it, right. it's it's not like we're talking about an origin story for uh an evil character in a in a, in a or a super villain in a yep. in a marvel movie like you could go yeah that's kind of a, a dickish thing it's to do and, thing to happen to you and yeah. boy yeah look at him he he took that and he just turned it into all yeah. this um energy to to turn himself into the to the greatest superstar that's going like, yeah who's not going to cheer for yeah, that exactly. right and, and yeah you're going into this main event of full gear which I, would you would you rate full gear to almost be like their number two uh, uh well i mean it's, they it's only a pretty have big four. one for them. they only yeah. have four so they're all pretty big right so yeah. i mean i think they do all out and then double or nothing but then full gear would definitely be i don't full even know gear always seems to feel like they a, got big a big one for deal them. For sure. yeah I don't yeah what the fourth one is but i think they, but have four. they so you're going into one of your major shows and you don't know who you're supposed to cheer for, right that's right? not good or even better you don't know who you're supposed to hate and i always go back and i, I use this a lot but the whole argument about WrestleMania one, did everybody go to WrestleMania one to see Hulk Hogan or did they go to WrestleMania one to see Hulk Hogan beat up Roddy Piper? Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's kind of the key. Like the whole point of wrestling is that you have somebody that you hate enough that you're going to pay money to go um, purchase a ticket to go see them get their, their ass kicked. Right. And I I don't know, like it, it just, to me, it, it almost belies the fact that like you must have another hotter heel in the in the right back and, burner that's going to as in. i was saying that i was trying to think in my head i didn't i didn't voice this but i'm like i'm like are they who do they got to even replace him in this role, nobody right? they nobody. Have, the only person that could come back that would be maybe even more of a heel would be punk yeah but that would be 
That'd be for other reasons. He wouldn't want to be a heel on TV, but that would be, yeah. But he, right. but he, he'd be forced to be a heel because yeah. everybody's got this hate for him, but yeah. he's not coming back or maybe he is, but he, if he does, he's not coming back for a while. Cause he's injured. No. Yeah. I, I, I rack my brain to think who in the hell, even if they have somebody lined up there, they sure shit ain't MJF as far as the no. top heel goes. There's no so, ready for that. And here's my other point around the way they've been booking. This is like, I could buy into it a little bit more if from the get-go, from the jump, they did something that wasn't exactly what they did, which was a complete heel-ass move to have a bunch of people pull down the thing for you and hand it to you, right? Right. Like, so you start his return that way, mm -hmm. okay? And then you're just like, Oh no, we're gonna go back to we're gonna like start to turn you to like what? Like you just you introduced him back after months off TV as this huge the devil. Thing. He's the, the devil. devil. He was literally like, the devil. You don't get any more heelish than right. the devil. <laughs> and so I'm just a week later supposed to forget that he just pulled that shit. And, uh, and yeah. I just it's and, the and inconsistency, then, that's all, right? It just doesn't make sense. Right, and Jay, and then you already have dissension forming between him and Stokely and all this. Exactly, in the firm or whatever the hell they call them. Yeah, like this is this is why I'm concerned is because the 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 yo-yo booking of Tony Khan lately has just been like I love a lot of what he does, but then he just doesn't seem to. I think Tony Khan has really good ideas. I just don't think he executes on them. That's that's my concern with this is like. Whatever they think they're going to do with this, I don't see it executing very well. It's almost as if the person that's coming up with these great ideas is on cocaine and they just can't keep their attention. <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least, ADHD. Or... <laughs> they're like bouncing yeah. off the walls or something like that. You, you would almost think that was the case. But uh, yeah, it's it's the difference between i know people complain about maybe the slowness of wwe sometimes as far as the way they they do things but there's a reason like you can't just just fire it all out there yeah. and, and then all of a sudden we make this decision to change things up right away and that that was one of the complaints about wwe over the last few months of vince mcmahon's reign there is that oh, he yeah. was starting to do that he was just starting to all of a sudden in the middle of a storyline just changed just it completely. Stop. Yeah. You totally know, and change it. Forget that. We just did two weeks of that for nothing. Now we're doing this. Unexplained heel Ridiculous. turns, unexplained face turns, you know, different things like that. And, and now you see, we're literally seeing on WWE's product, triple H is, is honestly, he's basically unraveling yeah, all that. And pulling he, back all that nonsense. He, the only thing he hasn't done is come out in the middle of the ring and said, you know, sorry guys, I realize this has just been an absolute <laughs> cluster over the last little <laughs> yeah. while. And it's going to be a little bit I'll uncomfortable. It. It's going to be a little bit uncomfortable <laughs> while we change all these characters, but you know it's going to happen. So just be patient with us. But he's pretty much doing that. With I mean, he is doing that, except he just didn't say it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so he, even he's realizing we can't. We we have to correct the wrongs and yeah. and go with the right build for these things. And and it's making for a more enjoyable product for them. But you're right. Like it just seems like he's he's got some good ideas. Talking about Khan. But they're just, it's its like he's firing them all at yeah. once. And, and then it's almost like he goes, well, wait a second. No, I want to do this. Or as we talked about off air, or are there people in his ear that are saying, you know, Tony, uh, that's a great idea, but maybe you should go this direction. Or, you know, Tony, MGF's getting a lot of cheers out there. Maybe it's time to turn him. You yeah. might need another heel that's going to have to take his place, i.e. Jericho or somebody like that, you know, that's, that's going to 
jump in there and take that role because we both know it in this day and age in wrestling, the heel is the king. They're the one that's getting the you know the praise and getting cheered and all that. It, it's almost like death for a face to, yeah. to be the champion and stuff like. So the idea of MJF being a face AEW champion is very scary to me because uh, I just don't see it going well yeah the long term is what's concerning for me is like okay then what right and then is is mox turning is mox going to turn on him if he does win like you can't do this and him not take the belt right i mean you can't Mm -hmm. or maybe they maybe he won't win i it's just it's all very uh, i just don't get it it's all very confusing to me well plus it would make more sense for njf to stay heel because the dearth of uh of good opponents are faces right now you know right. you get a moxley you get a danielson you get a cesaro you get you know omega when he comes back is definitely going to be a face i mean because yeah. he's looking like the good guy in this whole punk situation uh you know like you, you you have some heels on that roster but really the faces are the ones that can just line up and give you months and months yeah. and months of, of product wardlow i mean wardlow's in there wardlow yeah, yeah exactly yeah i mean now you could argue maybe they're going for the giant swerve and i've heard the whole argument that well that regal's gonna turn on the bcc and he's gonna and that go would be with really MGM. cool and that but would be really cool, but this the swerve is so played out, and yeah. you've 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 chipped a little luster off the MGF heel character by doing this, and I don't think you get him back. Like he was as hot a heel yeah. as you could possibly have. He was the hottest heel in wrestling, and and I think they dropped the ball number one on just the, the amount of time they kept him off air oh, yeah. with this whole thing. But now if you're 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 now it's almost like sabotage on his character. And yeah, sure, okay, so. Regal turns, he becomes his manager. Well, why? He doesn't need a mouthpiece. The guy is phenomenal yeah. on the mic. So what the hell does he need? And he Regal really for? doesn't need the the shenanigans from Regal either. No. I de- but saying that if they did it right and Regal completely imploded the BCC or whatever, and then that that was a way to sort of like get those. It might be cool to see him do that without like the Regal being his full time manager or something like that. You know what I mean? Or maybe. Mm-hmm. A new stable because we all love stables and AEW does for sure. So, in la- yeah, I'm with you. It it doesn't seem to really make much sense because it's not needed. But I think it could be cool if they did it good. But to your point, it's not needed, and you just soured. You just took a lot of his heel raw shine off, right? So, yeah, yeah. And plus, there. and so. you're employing the BCC as well, which is already looks right. like you're going that route with the whole. Yeah, it looks Daniels like it from that interview. Yeah. And so, but that's what that's all I'm saying is that if you're going to go that route, maybe you can. It's still though. You're right. The swerve stuff is just like, come on, like mm-hmm. we're we're done with this stuff and this this work shoot stuff that they love to do is just like. I know and it can make from because that promo clearly was real. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he was talk, mm-hmm. talking to real stuff and it was made for a hell of an entertaining television. Compelling TV. It was compelling yeah. to be, but mm-hmm. you can't do it all the time. And like, they seem to just be leaning on that work shoot stuff all the time now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, great points on those, yeah. by the way. And again, that's, and, and to that's be fair, critique. we're not, it's not hating on No, it's yes, critique. We're, we're concerned and we are, we're voicing our alarm that they might be doing something that we don't think is the best for the character, but I'm still mm-hmm. watching it because I enjoy it. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm oh, not going to watch it play. Out. Yeah. We're going to watch the it. Reason, play out and... The reason we're worried about this is because this is a, a once in a lifetime character that we want to yeah. see 
you know, we want to see him be at the top of that industry, right? And whether it's an AEW or WWE, if it's an AEW, then he's bringing them up with him. Yeah. I really, um, I know we're off topic already on this, but I really hope he does show up in 2024 in WWE. Like, <laughs> there's just, oh, it would just be so cool to see, him, especially in Hunter's new world, right? Like, yeah. I think it would be, oh my God, it'd be so cool. Especially it'd with be, all the this stuff they're doing, like bringing guys up and down. No, they're dropping main talent down to NXT mm-hmm. and that's been cool and they're doing mm-hmm. all these things. And you see a guy show up for like, um, what's his name? Uh, Cameron Grimes. Shinsuke, oh, yeah. yes, yeah. I am wearing Shin's shirt, but but I, I mean the other way, like you see Cameron Grimes just pop up on Raw. They mm-hmm. don't ignore that he's from NXT. They mm-hmm. completely highlight it now. They bring he's up there to recruit guys to go back yeah. at it. It's like that's cool shit. Like they should all be intertwined, right? Now mm-hmm. I'm hearing rumor that there's another new show maybe coming from NXT either, but nobody knows there was a new trademark filed for for an NXT show. So could be just a like a panel show or something. But anyway, I mean it's like they're not this is we, we this need no more hours of television no, right I, I, I agree i agree i just mean that they're not they're not steering away from nxt right because yeah. that was in vincent and pritchard's world it felt very much like it was an off it was yes. an off thing like right yeah. like they they were doing what they needed to do in the performance center but the show that we were getting was just like eh, go out and see what you can do whatever right and that's mm-hmm. not the case now i think with sean and hunter i think this is like their baby and they want this to be uh i think at some point they will tour again they've sean has said that they're not going to tour anytime soon mm-hmm. because the next uh uh oh halloween havoc is tonight i think excellent i'm gonna watch that but um <laughs> but uh but anyway we're off topic on that i just yeah. there's so much cool stuff going that mjf could be a part of and i really mm-hmm. really hope he shows up in 24 but anyway <laughs> yeah. tony will throw a bunch of money at him and he'll probably yeah. stay i guess so yeah well, and I mean, I mean, one thing we've learned about him, he is a very shrewd businessman, so he's going to do what's best for MJF, for sure. So whether Well, he said it, and I'm sure it was in character, but he's going to go where the money is. He said yeah. he's going to go to the highest bidder, and I don't blame yeah. him. I, I and he says that, but I, I think I don't think it's just the, the money thing. I think he's going to go where his legacy is going to be cemented, yeah. right? And the biggest stage of them all is WWE. Be real but, people. Uh, but if over the span of the next couple of years until 2024, he's able to build AEW up into this this upper echelon, then maybe that's easier yeah. for him to stay there because yeah, he's, he's not he's not as um, he's not going to be as um, what's the word not muted but uh, um, handcuffed as much on AEW as far no. as how he promos no. and stuff like that. Right? I I still think you can do it creatively. And mm-hmm. I think that's the argument people, oh, well, he won't be the same character. Uh, no, he could be the same character. They just have to be creative about like how they do it or they bleep stuff or whatever, right? I mean, they've mm-hmm. been doing bleeps lately on Raw and stuff. So, yeah, true. Whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. they can do it. They just need to do it differently than, than, but even AEW now, you're getting, <laughs> did you catch some of the really horrible like bleeping they were trying to do? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. it was like, they were they were trying to bleep, but then piped in crowd noise, and it was mm-hmm. so off timed that they still missed all of the shits and stuff. Like, it was uh, like and Mox, Moxie's f bomb, they pretty much missed that too. Yeah, so, it's yeah. just like if you're gonna do it, do it good at least. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. better before when you didn't have that shitty audio coming on that we that was just annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. At least we anyway. So we've kind of gone down a different path, but I just yeah. I do feel <laughs> like he can he can be successful there as well. But um, yeah, just stop. 
just watch things that you enjoy and stop watching those things that you don't. It doesn't make any sense. Like I don't, I don't watch um, Coronation Street. You want to know why? Because I have no interest in Coronation <laughs> Street. So like, I'm not gonna watch it. It's fucking stupid. I wouldn't like. It's different. I get it because people wrestling's got a bunch of different flavors, and you. you but it's you've it's just so lost like, our, our British audience, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and I guess it's unique in that, like, if you're in a wrestling group or like talking about wrestling, you kind of have to touch on everything. But you well, don't really. You don't. You just say, "Well, well that's we, not for me, right?" I don't watch GCW. Right. Uh, right. Exactly. People love GCW. I don't watch yeah. uh, some of the other deathmatch stuff. Or exactly. That's the, that's like, what I was going to use for the example. Deathmatch, light tube matches, or all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But I'll mm-hmm. see. I'll, I can still check what happened. I can still see when Card Cardona went on GCW, and I can still mm-hmm. see the clips and all that stuff. I don't watch it, mm-hmm. but I can still stay up to date and be relevant. And it's just it's just a stupid it's just a stupid thing to do, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, I will give one more critique from Wednesday. Uh, not a hate, but a critique. And it's just because it's a frustration and it goes back to maybe our conversation with Dave as well as as far as taking us out of the product. But for the love of God, two things. One, John Moxley. And two, the producer of their shows who handles the cameraman. Please, for the love of God, stop catching guys blading on camera. Yeah. Three times, three times in that match. John Moxley was caught blading on camera and he was caught disposing of his blade in the steps, in the hole in the steps. Like you could see him uh, clearly do that. that. So, and that, and also on Mr. Moxley, take some pride in your work and try to cover that up. Like you're making it so I was like, literally the first blade job was right after Hangman did the, uh, the flip off the, uh, off the, the stairs or whatever, the covering yeah. for the stairs. You could clearly see Moxley laying down by the by the wall and just going like this on his head. Then he's sitting on a chair shortly after that, and he literally he's just going like this on his yeah. head. And the final one was again um, around the ring steps there when he was he was basically knocked over ass over tea kettle, and he's literally carving himself up in between his legs. And then you see him put the blade in the thing. Now yeah. that's that's on the cam. The cameraman should have a a clue that oh maybe i should pan to another right get off this shot yeah but you know well it's really on the producer though isn't it producer yeah the producer should call camera shots i mean but it's also on the wrestler too like that's on the wrestler that you know back in the day like you could three times you could see him pulling at his at his wrist tape to grab his blade it's like come on man like (laughs) this is this is take some pride. Like I uh, yeah. used to see guys cover up at least to, to do the, yeah. And, and the difference is in the eighties and nineties, it wasn't HD. <laughs> it was grainy as shit. You couldn't see good. Like it, this yeah. is 4k in some cases, like yeah. we can see everything you're doing. Give but he's the, not even like, put your hand in front know, of him. He's, like, like, yeah, like, have he's the literally just sitting of, there going with his hand with the zipper, yeah. you know, it's I like, know, come. It's just, and didn't they used to do it in their wrists so that they could just casually sort of move their wrist over? Like they would just turn the blade and then they would. Keep well, they, it in they'd the hide the blade in the tape. Yeah, a but lot then of they guys... would turn it and then use the yeah. blade. Like they would just sort of like wipe their forehead. Could be, yeah. But a lot right? of guys had a tape to their finger and they just a quick zip right. or whatever. Or some right. guys kept it in their mouth, stuff like oh, that. <laughs> that. That just, okay. yeah. <laughs> creeps me out but, i don't get creeped over know, the, last time it, again it's just something like come on like that's just taken away i'm like we talked about it when they had um oh what's what's their version of war games um oh I, 
Did they have a Warriors and Games? Right? It's the, the the two two cages with the oh, two. Oh so yes, the Jericho thing and whatever. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember. Oh uh, oh god, what is it called? Blood something, right? Blood guts. Blood, Blood guts. guts. Yeah. I, I think I I critiqued it back then. There was five guys who got caught. I think just yeah. blatantly and, and quite obvious. Quite obvious. It's lazy yeah. by the wrestlers' part too, right? Yeah. I mean. Yes, uh, the producer's got to switch cameras, but the producer can't be turned into Kevin Dunn and having us doing chaotic switches every <laughs> every four oh, seconds. Oh, thank right? God that's been a little bit better. <laughs> oh, but but yeah, and that's a critique that's on WWE, shot. like the whole Kevin Dunn camera yeah. work style too. But oh yeah, but yeah. Look, if people are going to take this episode of as an AEW critique only, that's that's not no, true at all. No, we no. have very much a lot of critiques on mm-hmm. uh wwe stuff i mean y- you've been highly critical of the live live booking i yeah. still think the kevin dunn stuff is is ridiculous i don't like yeah. like that i wish i'm also not a fan of the very bright lit arenas i wish they would go back yeah. to a little darker look it's too bright too bright too clean yeah. it's too mm-hmm. clean in my opinion mm-hmm. um there's lots of things that I haven't uh, generally though, in the last two, three months, I've been liking way more than I'm not liking. So that, yes. that's just, that's going to happen. And that was the case for AEW for a while too, for me. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, as yeah. I say, I, I've enjoyed AEW more of the last month yeah. than I had in, in, in a long time. And I did take a break from it because it was just enough, yeah. you know, and that's what, that's what we're getting to. There's this, if you find yourself at the point where you're just watching something to hate on it, then it's time to time to switch it's the time channel. to yeah it's time yeah. to just take a break take, yeah. take that kit kat break right do they have kit kats everywhere i don't know if they do is yeah. it just us i don't know if we just have kit kats if they don't i feel sorry for them <laughs> never a big fan but they're great commercials so oh they're great bar <laughs> you'll have yourself right. a break all right well you know what this has been a, a fun conversation this is kind of spur of the moment and i do appreciate uh that did come from our Bama yep. uh, Bama Dave episode. Uh, again, if you want to catch up with him, it's over at uh, at Bama Chatter, and uh, go check out his shows on uh, on Twitch and YouTube. Because uh, uh, it's a unique take on wrestling, and it's an old school take on yeah. wrestling, and it's fun. Just it's a, a really funny, genuine yeah. good guy. So yeah, go go for sure. check out who she is in it. And uh, for us, make sure you keep uh, locked and loaded on our social media because it's uh, we'll be, like I say, announcing all of our uh, guests that we're going to be having in November or November to remember. So it's going to be exciting. We're going to have lots of banter back and forth from and, uh, and a lot of different uh, takes on the product, I think, too. It's not just we're going to yeah. have the same people parroting the same thing as us. It's smorgasbord, if you will. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And a little bit of variety for us because we're going to get into a few things that aren't necessarily wrestling. So I'm looking forward to it. I agree. I am very much looking forward to it. Not as much as I'm looking forward to the new poster, but that's... uh, that's It's just a revamp of the old poster. (laughs) I think it's, yeah, you're just going to repose. That's the wonder of uh, editing tools, right? Exactly. You just insert here. <laughs> All right, Jay. Safe travels this week uh, for Thank for you. your Thank work. You. Uh, you know, looking forward to getting you back for uh, for our next few episodes. But um, we'll leave it there. So, on that note, for the nightmare, Jay Myers. I am BC Hunter saying we are out of here. Salt of the earth. <laughs> It was Barry White, by the way. We were Barry White. <laughs> I was thinking there was some. There's other people too, but Barry White's. Really cool. <laughs>